You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 143, for the week of Wednesday, the 19th of November, 2014. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Adam. And Justin. This episode is brought to you by Raid Collections and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, it's another triumvirate of Toys of the Week, featuring the Mattel, Masters of the Universe Classics Eldor figure, the Sideshow Collectibles Thorfrog statue, and the Lego Parisian Restaurant. Pleasure to have your company, gentlemen. How are we this week? Good. Good. <laughs> Two goods. Most excellent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what have you been up to, Adam? Uh, this week, not too much. The two weeks before that, running around the US drinking. Absolutely. We, yeah. We haven't had an update on how it went, so uh, yeah, you're obviously back. And... Yeah. I got back um, Saturday afternoon last weekend, um, but I was kind of doing a real uh, too tired to podcast, probably. I think I, I think I made it to bed by about 9.30, which is a fair effort. Um, yeah, it was a really good time. Um, lots of drinking, lots of doing stupid things. Um, two days of eating tacos in Mexico. That's nice. fantastic. And how, yeah. was, how was Vegas? Um, I liked it for the first couple of days, and then it gets old really, really quickly. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. There's there's only so much you can do of look it's a casino, look it's another casino, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. agreed. And how did you go in all things toys? Did uh, did you manage to get to, you know, a Walmart and experience the joy? No. I got to a Walmart but it was like just a supermarket Walmart. Oh. Um yeah, that was like two and a half K from where we were staying the first few days, so I just ran down there, got groceries and ran home. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so did you manage to score anything exciting? Uh, the Parisian restaurant, yes. Oh, excellent. I'm sure Mrs. Westie was very pleased. Yep. So we've not quite finished putting it together yet. Sweet. That's very good. Oh, mm. Glad you had a good time and you came back in one piece. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Justin, what's happening? Well, pretty boring compared to that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you went down to Sarah Lee. <laughs> no, I haven't been down there for for a while, actually. But you were complaining it was so, going to close down. Yeah, I thought, you know, you were keeping it alive and you haven't been back since. No, uh, I'm actually chiseling for summer at the moment. Oh, so, nice. uh, trying to stay out of uh, Sarah Lee. It doesn't really, they don't really go together. <laughs> no, not well. But, no, apart from that, as I mentioned before, just trying to get my pool in order. We had uh, 40 degrees on, where was it? Yesterday. 40 degrees yesterday, so I started on Tuesday trying to get my pool back into some sort of order <laughs> and just managed to, just in a nick of time, for the kids to arrive home and jump in the pool. Excellent. <laughs> it's good. Excellent. Yeah. It's bizarre so weather, isn't it, for us at the moment? We had, um, I think, 36 degrees yesterday, and then today it was 25 and raining. Yeah, it's raining here today, yeah. and it doesn't make any sense. We had, I think we were about a day ahead of you guys as far as the hot weather, so we got it on, I think, Thursday or something stupid. Yeah. Had a... 30-ish degree yesterday and, yeah, 25 and raining today. Yeah, so for anyone that's listening, geographically, um, where I live, I pretty much get Adam's temperature the next day. 
Yeah. Uh, I can look at where, you know, the temperature and where Adam lives and know that's pretty much what I'm in store for the next day. So. And what about you, Mr. Ben? What have you been up to? Oh, it's all pretty quiet, pretty unexciting. Actually, I did something today that I haven't done for about 25 years and I had um, ice magic. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't even realise it was still going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a big ice cream fan, so I don't pay attention to these things. But um, I saw it in the supermarket, and the the tadpoles like ice cream, so I thought, ah, oh, I haven't seen that since. You know, maybe I have. I just don't pay attention. Mm. But um, I thought I'd pick that up, and uh, you know, the the tadpoles absolutely loved it. So I don't know whether it's got the same name as in um, in America. It's made by Heinz, but it's um it's that sort of chocolate syrup that you drizzle all over your ice cream and then it reacts with the coldness of the ice cream and it goes hard and uh, yeah. yeah they thought it was quite um, quite novel so pretty sure Hershey's do one as well yeah, yeah it was fun. they've branched out haven't they there's uh, I think there's choc orange and white chocolate and all white kinds chocolate? of different things yeah definitely. Wait, there's choc orange yeah there is screw this I'm going down to Coles yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a pause in the podcast <laughs> come back <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's take a pause and maybe we should come back with some articulated news. It's new AT-AT, the all-terrain armoured transport from Kenner. Batteries not included, action figures each sold separately. You can make AT-AT walk, its legs are big enough to crush obstacles. You can move AT-AT's head and pretend to scan for rebels. AT-AT has a cockpit for Imperial Commander and AT-AT Driver and laser machine guns. When you push a button to fire the laser cannons, you activate battle lights and sound. There's even a troop compartment. New AT-AT from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back Collection. Well, before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news and articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And kicking us off tonight is Justin. Okay, the first bit of news is from Playmates. We've seen a new wave of figures coming out for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line. These are basic figures. They should be due in early 2015. And amongst this wave are, oh, to look at this one, <laughs> Turf Lytle, Mikey. We have uh, Baxter. Is that Baxter Stockman? Yeah. As a fly now. Uh, Monkey Brains, Dark Dream Beaver, and Dire Dream Beaver. <laughs> so I'm going to um, I'm going to bow down to Ben's uh, knowledge of this new cartoon, and he's going to give us an explanation. First of all, of that Mikey figure. <laughs> oh, that's that's a great one. That's um yeah, basically he he rigs his uh, harness up and to to do some flying, and it doesn't go so well. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> What's really fun about this series is the the mutagen plays a, a big part, and it keeps um, it, it keeps mutating people, and so you get people going through multiple mutations, um, and so that you know in the early episodes there was a, a villain called Dog Pound, and he was sort of this big beefy sort of dog dude, and um, he ends up getting mutated and becomes a, a sort of really evil looking dog dude named Razor, and so you know they they keep it sort of fresh and fun by you know, mutating multiple times. And the, I don't know, it's fun. And the, the good thing is you, you're you watching the show, which is just sensational, and they'll introduce uh, a villain or, or a new character or something, and certainly the, the way Playmates are going, you just know that that's going to end up being a figure that you can add to your collection, and that's what's mm-hmm. really cool. Like, I'm looking at these and I, I can see them coming. So, yeah, I'm really quite excited, especially for just, you know, flat-out characters like Monkey Brains. Um you know that's uh, yeah yeah a good looking figure. They they just look fun. And the thing is, 
They haven't actually been going that long because the show's, um, you know, the show's only a couple of years old, and there's a ton of figures out. All mm. And you know, if you dodge around the, you know, the dodgy repackaging of the turtles and you know variations of the turtles, there's still plenty of villains and stuff in in every way. So you know, there's always something I'm on the eye, you know, keeping an eye out for. So man, cool. this is a win. Cool. Are they more or less? Are they more or less keeping up with this show? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a, a slight delay in the whole production process, um, but certainly characters like Monkey Brains and that aren't that old. So, um, you know, it, maybe there's a six-month lag, which is, is yeah. fine for me. And it's also one of those um, series where, you know, a new wave might come out and there'll be five or six figures, and I only want one or two. So, you know, I think they retail anywhere for sort of 12 to 15 bucks. So it's um, it's a pretty easy series to collect. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the big, next bit of news. It's from uh, our friends at NECA, and it'll be the Alien Series 3 Alien Dog 7-inch figure. Hooray! So this is from The Much Maligned, which I didn't mind too bad, actually, Alien 3. Uh, Alien 3, I should say. Uh, this is the um, the dog alien figure. Um, it's a beautiful sculpt. It's um, everything you could want. It looks It looks movie fresh. As a matter of fact, if that's a thing, but um, yeah, very nice. And once again, I'm going to hand it over to Ben, who's an, an alien expert. No, I just, you know, I, I thought the movie was great. Um, I think the, the big problem it had is that it followed on from Aliens, which is just a phenomenal film. Oh, yeah. It's hard to top. Yeah, okay. and that's exactly right. I mean, we talked about, um, 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 what's his name last week? Uh, uh, Bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd seen Bishop and we knew he was uh, in this particular wave and they said that the, he was also with the, the dog alien and sure enough, they're just stretching out the releases. So Yeah, and so it also has a, a bendable tail. We'd get into some uh, creative poses as well. Yeah, the new aliens are sensational. Like They really up the articulation. You can do some really cool stuff with them. So, mm. yeah. yeah, a couple of things from mm. this one. Yeah, next, flowing on to that, nice segue. Also from there, <laughs> Toys R Us exclusive Robocop versus Terminator Endoskeleton 2-pack. Um, so what makes it Robocop? Just the colouring, I guess, of the endoskeleton? It's from the video the- game, yeah. Aha, uh-huh. okay. I didn't read that part, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> this is following along on the lines of their sort of release of they're doing as movie, uh, sorry, video game related figures. And uh, here we have Robocop versus the Terminator. Yeah. So, Back when so, video games were so awesome that in order to make things different, you took some existing graphics and just changed the colour. Mm. I remember playing that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game uh, and just couldn't pass that sewer stage at the end. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on Battletoads. Oh, Battletoads, that was another one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting that it's, I mean, you know, coming across this in the store, it'd be quite amusing because you'd go, hey, it's... Robocop versus Terminator, only it's two Terminators. I don't mm. understand. But looks good. Looks good in the packaging. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess the good thing for NECA, you know, these are pretty easy to produce because um, they've already got the existing sculpts from from other lines. So it's really about just, you know, finishing them off in those colours and getting them out there. So um, I don't actually know anyone who's picking up the video game. No. I've seen a lot of people take that Batman and paint it black yeah, to have yeah. that uh, that size for a Batman figure. Absolutely. And certainly yeah. a lot of people, I mean, you know, they look great. Uh, I can't just, you know, this, this is a, a good-looking figure and it's a clever idea. I just can't sort of bring myself to, to commit to collecting them, but I don't dislike them. Mm. 
And I just think that the T-800 is one of the sort of most fantastic sci-fi movie pop culture villain um, designs ever. I just think it's a, it's an amazing looking thing, very menacing. Um, but for all that, this is it's still not quite enough to get me over the line with these. So, but then again, I haven't actually seen any in hand, so I should probably reserve the right until after I've seen them. But um, yeah, you know, good stuff. I think the packaging is really good as well on these figures. They normally go above and beyond to make it look yeah, like yeah. the video game cartridge. Cartridge. So. It does, does look good. Yeah. All right. So the next bit of news is from Hasbro, and we're seeing uh, press release photos of the new Star Wars black uh, figures in a six-inch scale. And in this wave, we have Han in his Hoth gear. Uh, we have Torn Torn as well. I don't know if the gut's open. I can't see from the pictures. We have Bosk. We have uh, Luke in his Hoth gear, Wampa, and also Han in his uh, Stormtrooper disguise. Yeah. Um, just scrolling through now. So they should be released anytime between now and the new years in the press release. So get some more money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. It's interesting because, I mean, we knew most of these were coming and they said, you know, here are, you know, we're finally seeing some, some packaged, you know, shots of these figures. And then you get the figures that we knew that were coming in the really <laughs> black boxes. Mm. It's like, wow, that was, that was kind of worth waiting for, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> wow, they're, they're coming in black boxes. <laughs> But I think what's cool is I like the idea that the deluxe sets, i.e. the speeder bike and Jabba, seem to be selling well enough for them to consider doing more of them. So, obviously, um, Luke in his Hoth gear and the Wampa is one set and Han in his Hoth gear and the, the Taunton are another set. So that's sort of more of those deluxe figures and, and Bosk and um, the Han Stormtrooper are just in a, a, a future wave. Mm. This is great. The only problem I have is that um, I'll want to get hold of another Taunton just so that I've got one for Luke. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt that'll be released later down. They won't. So. Yeah. Or either that or there's just going to be so many extra Hoth hands around because people are just going to buy a separate. <laughs> like, Anyone want a hand in his Hoth outfit because you know, I've got one? And it's like, no, no, I've got one too. Buy mine, buy mine. It's like, no, no, take mine and I'll give you five bucks as well. <laughs> These are really starting to take up space, aren't they? Yeah, especially when you, you know, the army building is quite terrifying. I mean, uh-huh. if you think about it, there's no reason you can't have multiple, you know, wampers either for that matter. Yeah. So, but that looks I, like a big figure. Yeah. I take John's advice, army of two. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. As it is, I've had to have a serious talk to myself about stormtroopers and I'm just trying. Uh, nah. It's, yeah, I give up. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you actually collecting this line, Adam? Are you... Are you um, no. No? Are, are there figures that you would consider just because, you know, that one's your fave, so he's worth sort of getting just to put on the computer or something? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to these, and, and I, I just love the idea that we're getting characters like Bosk. Uh, I mean, I know there's some really sort of crap, um, you know, C and D list characters, so, you know, getting some of those guys now is pretty darn awesome, and I don't know. I mean, I... Uh, I kind of lose track of which figure came out of which wave because of the reissues yeah. and stuff. And that, that annoys me. And the whole hand stormtrooper thing just pisses me off. But I sit yeah. here and I look at, you know, hand and chewy together and I just go, I can't believe that I've got, you know, six inch scale hand and chewy now. And yeah, know, everything else is just a bonus really. Definitely. I'm a bit behind. I have to uh, crack the whip on these, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoy them. I, I like coming out as well. It's good. Able to see them on the, on the shelves, even though they are expensive. Uh, yeah, nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for those news, and uh, we'll sure move on to Adam. 
Hooray. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> so the first thing I have is that we are getting a lady action uh, figure in a 1-6 scale, mm. and this is being done by exclu- executive replicas, um, I think in conjunction with Go Hero and Flycon. Yeah, yeah. And so It's not a good name, lady action, is it? No. It sounds like you'd find that's something you'd find in the, the, the lady shaving section of the gonna go get me some lady action. That's right. Or maybe in one of those stores in that um that dark shady part of town. Yeah. yeah. You have to be careful, you might get slapped. Yeah. <laughs> what did you buy? I bought some lady action. Lady action. All right. She's a good looking figure though. I, I think that done a pretty good job. I'm not convinced on the um you know, the the whole sort of rooted hair in that scale, I think it, it can still be hit or very hit or miss. But, you know, mm-hmm. she looks good. She's got the lady, act, the, the sorry, the, the Captain Action logo and everything. Yep. Neat accessories. Um, this is actually the first figure from that announcement from San Diego. They, they announced this, um, that these guys were getting together to produce a whole bunch of uh, different licenses. That was quite an extensive list. Um, and I think we might have had a, a couple of promo shots of lady action, but she's uh, she's here now. Mm, yep, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, so she looks good, and Fi Fi can certainly um, d- uh, do very very nice stuff in the one six scale. They've got the the seamless bodies and things like that. Yeah, they tend to churn it out really. Yeah, yeah. as much as anyone does in that scale. So mm. and she's not that bad. One hundred and forty five dollars is pretty reasonable. Yep. So January next year. So, moving on, um, we've seen a photo of a Sailor Chibi Moon uh, in SH Figure Arts line, so that's another one that I'll have to get um, and feel more and more like a dirty old man for having them. (laughs) Okay, you're going to have to tell me who this is. So, from memory, um, she's Sailor Moon's daughter from the future. I think that's how it works. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So Sailor Moon's all grown up. Yeah, but I don't think I can't remember if we actually see Sailor Moon grown up and Chibi just. I think Chibi just comes back in time or something stupid. Yeah, yeah. She's awfully tiny, so you know, couldn't have happened. Yeah, she's like ten or something stupid from memory. So yeah, I'm just thinking more about the price point. Like these aren't sort of cheap figures normally, are they? Yeah, so I'd be interested to see how much she costs compared to mm. some of the other ones. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you, you kind of resent paying um, full know, price yeah. full price for Yoda because you just don't get your money's worth. Yeah, but see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, the last bit that I have is um, the Shoto Neo Dragon Ball Z line. Uh, so I think in the past we've had a, a Super Saiyan Vegeta and a Battle Damage um, Super Saiyan Goku. They're now doing a box set, which is um, Super Saiyan Goku, not battle damaged, a Super Saiyan Broly and a Bardock. Um, uh, but the thing I'm not sure of is whether or not you can get them as a set of just the three of them or whether you have to buy a box of more than three. So what's the fundamental difference? I mean, you're getting the same character twice, three different characters. Yep. These are action figures, so they're articulated and you can put them in action poses. So Yep. I have no idea. I don't know whether it's just that it's like buying a crate or anything, but I haven't seen anywhere selling just three mm. yet. Mm. So that's maybe cool. that's just the difference of buying online. I don't know. 
Yeah. Beautiful sculpts, though. Like, I think the, you know, the, dra- uh, the drapery in their clothing mm. is really, really well done. And I can't tell whether there's actually knee joints. But if there are, they're nicely hidden. There are knee joints if you look at the second shot that we've ah, got yes. there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they really don't show up at all in that first shot. Um, but for a three and three-quarter scale, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not bad. Six figures for 50 bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on, and I've got some news. And, uh, well, apparently it's the 20th anniversary of Clerks, Kevin Smith's little indie film that uh, could. Um, And to to celebrate that, we're getting a black and white edition Minimates four-pack. And uh, so you will get Dante, Randall, and, of course, Jay and Silent Bob um, in your usual sort of Minimates 40 points of articulation. Done in black and white, and seventeen ninety nine for for these. And clerks, you know, it's it's kind of like the nightmare before Christmas. It just it just keeps on keeping on. Like it just, I mean, yeah, I've seen clerks, and you know, okay, it was amusing enough. I laughed. It was funny. You know, Kevin Smith you know, does some cool stuff occasionally, but man, they just keep on cranking this stuff out. I think it's because he's just so public in everything he does with the podcast and the rest of it. That's why I think that yeah. uh, he has a very loyal following, so anything that he brings out is, is sure to sell. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, probably 50% of it is sold at you know, Jane's Silent Bob Secret Stash. And, oh, yeah, no Jersey doubt. Or something. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, look, you know, it is what it is, and, you know, if you're a fan, but I just wonder, you know, just how much merchandise you can own. From something like this, but hey, maybe this will be your first piece of merchandise. So you know, yeah, something's sometimes it's somebody's first. So, all right, well, moving on into uh, bigger and more expensive things. Um, Sideshow sent out quite a few emails this week, and amongst them was uh, a preview of the C3PO sixth scale action figure. Um, they've already released. R2-D2 in the past, and so this is 3PO to go with him. So this is um, Sideshow, this is not Hot Toys. Um, and he looks pretty good. He's, um, yeah, he looks suitably worn. He's not super, super shiny. He looks like he's copped a bit of a beating out in the uh, the Tatooine, um, you know, temperature extremes there. Um, I can't tell if his eyes light up. It's sort of, I don't know whether that's just the way he's lights up but anyway um if they're giving you a preview now then usually that means um he'll be on sale about a week later in fact yes he'll be on sale thursday november 20th nice promo show yeah it does look good and Mm. uh, i'll tell you what if you're a a one six star wars collector then you're having some pretty awesome time at the moment between Mm. han and chewy from hot toys and then the um the red five luke uh 3po and the stormtrooper set so, yeah, good stuff. Um, and in my last piece of news, um, we saw some, um, some, some previews some time ago of the Sideshow Collectibles um, Power Girl premium format statue. Um, obviously, continuing on with the DC license. Um, there's quite a few in the works at the moment, and we got to see a prototype of this gal at the San Diego Comic Con this year. Um, we saw her with, saw her with the short hairstyle and uh, she's up for pre-order now at Sideshow and the uh, the exclusive version um, comes with a, a second head uh, and it looks like the short hair is actually the second head and so that's mm. what they're referring to as the powered up head because her hair is uh. kind of all all sort of pointing up and 
windswept and whatnot. Um, and the good thing is it's not just a different hairstyle. It does actually have... Um, she's got a bit of a, a different expression on her face, presuming you're actually looking at her face. Um, it's a beautiful statue. I, I had no doubt that this was going to be fantastic. It is sculpted by Mark Newman, and uh, Mark can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. He's, um, he's sort of the best of the best when it comes to this sort of stuff. And she looks sensational, and she will set you back a... Uh, a chesty, I mean, hefty three three hundred and ninety nine dollars. Um, uh-huh. Look, I, I'm loving what they're doing with the DC license. They've just, you know, you've got your your personal um, version of, of each character the way you you expect them to to be done, and you know, the statues that I've passed on. Um, you know, in the past because it hasn't been sort of my sort of ideal version of that particular character. Um, but DC's uh, Sideshow really seemed to be nailing it with the DC license, um, the way they did Batgirl, Power Girl, um, you know, the, the Superman inspired by Alex Ross, even the, the Bisley Lobo have just been sensational. So uh, I'm loving what they're, they're doing, and so um, I've pre-ordered this gal. Oh, you have? <laughs> I, well, yeah, I had... Um, Reward points, so that's my um, my non-refundable deposit is paid for with points. Cool, cool. So now I'll just wait for a year or a year and a half for her to turn up, and we'll talk about her then. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see her coming. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I'll have to find out where Scott was on the fence as to whether he'd be allowed to bring her. So we'll uh, we'll catch up with him maybe next week. All right. Well, I think that's probably it for the news. Well done. Excellent. We'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Hey gang, it's your old buddy engineer nerd here again with another instalment of Name That. Uh, last time we left you, I left you guys a backward sound. So we will take a listen to that right here. And I may have mentioned on the forum that this was appropriate for this because, um... It just was. And Ease and Hellbot battled this one out with Ease getting a very, very slight edge and getting the answer in first. But it turns out that this was a commercial for G.I. Joe, and it was for Tomax and Zamot, who are known as the Crimson Twins. And obviously, Tomax and Zamot are reverse spellings of each other's names, so the reverse thing actually works here. So, hope you guys enjoyed that one. We'll probably bring back this reverse thing every once in a while because, uh, well, it just changes it up and makes it that much tougher. But, I know you guys are ready to get on to the next sound and see how tough it will be, so we will go ahead and put that right here. Rocket Launcher! Let the real water fly with your H2O shooter! There to- and we always do this twice. Rocket Launcher! Let the real water fly with your H2O shooter! There to- and, well, it's just me recording this right now, so um, I'm going to tell you what will happen. If you get a guess, you want to make your guess, you go on over to AFB Forum. That's AFBforum.com. And uh, over there, you can make your guess in the thread for Name That. It's conveniently located in the pegs section. You make your guess. And if you get your guess right, you get forum points. You get enough forum points, and you can trade them in for um, 
internet notoriety. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with this week. So if you want some internet notoriety, um, you, you can get that there. Um, if you have hate mail, obviously send that over to the guys at Planned Banter who are celebrating their 200th episode this week. And I just wanted to say a little shout out to them and congratulations on that because that is really awesome. And, um, you know, if you think that the audio version is just too tough, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play the great picture version of that. You still make guesses in AFB form and get points so you can get more of that notoriety. As always, you know, come back and play again next week where we'll give you the answer for this week and, you know, maybe just have something a little more challenging. That's it for now. Engineer Nerd saying peace out. time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, we might even talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And this week we have three Toys of the Week, and our first is Justin. Okay, so my Toy of the Week is the Masters of the Universe Classics Eldor figure. So Eldor originally was a planned character for the cancelled Powers of Grayskull line that came out after everyone had lost interest in <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Uh, this world was called Pre-Eternia and it had uh, Hero as the hero <laughs> and <laughs> Eldor as his great sage or advisor. Um, so the only sort of news we've had of Eldor over the years is a prototype of an old dude in robes. <laughs> so last month, which was um, the sub-release. So October sub-release was Master of the Universe Classics Eldor. So I'm in the sub, so he came from Mattel. Um, now he's just a normal six-inch um, action figure. He's not a special release or anything like that. He's part of the sub. Now the, the price for him is $27 US. If you're not in the sub, I think it's a couple of bucks cheaper if you're not. But once again, I'm in a sub, so I'm not too sure exactly what I pay. I just pay what I'm told to once a month. <laughs> you pay what you're told. <laughs> That's it. The packaging is in the standard clamshell that we've seen since 2008 with Masters of the Universe Classic. It has the green base of the, I guess it's Grace Gold Bricks in the background with the figures on the back that have been previously released. Um, there is a blurb about Eldor, but I'm not going to go into that because it's really nonsensical for the most part. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's the styling taken care of. Collector friendly, no. You know, once the claim shell's open, it's opened. Yeah, that's it. They certainly didn't make any effort to sort of change that, did they? They just stuck with it for consistency or whatever. Yeah, apparently they're looking into it after this official line's finished, so after 2015. But I, I can't tell you what they what they do or what they change in that and who would come out. So yeah. unless they're going to start releasing two packs of re-release figures or who would know. Um, now the sculpt on old Eldor is actually pretty good. 
I can't fault it at all. The uh, the facial sculpting is that of a haggard old man in a skull cut. So the extra lines and wrinkles around the face is really nicely done. The beard is nicely sculpted. Uh, we have sculpted parts on his uh, tunic. His belt has a ram's head um, as the belt buckle. Uh, to the rear of the belt, there's a little pouch hanging off, and there's some there's a hook. And there's some also some sort of uh, almost look like extended dog tags, which could probably be used for some sort of sage-like wanderings and ponderings, I guess. <laughs> um, all the way down to the boots, they're like the buccaneer boots. They're uh, sculpted together with that uh, looks like string, so there's a string effect for the boots as well. Um, now, when you get to the rear, there's a there's a cloak. Um, and the hood is also removable as well, which is a bit weird, but you can take the, the hood off. That's a removable piece. The, ho- the hood is nicely sculpted. It has uh, lines and so forth to make it look uh, pretty haggard once again. The sleeves are pretty good, so it's new sculpt for the sleeves. It actually looks like he's wearing a, a, a robe. Um, and there's a small little area that comes out under the belt that's uh, a, sort of like the end of the tunic, I guess. Um, now, once again, with when they make these figures, especially with figures that wear large breastplate sort of armoury type gear. It always looks too big uh, and bulky. This one's not too bad, but once again, it's not melt, It's not met to the belt, so the belly button is sticking out again <laughs> in the sort of peekaboo um, fashion, which these which these figures uh, have, have been known to happen with. Um, so going on to the paint, look, I can't fault the paint at all. It's... Um, sort of brown and grey and black, you really can't go wrong. The <laughs> flesh tone is pretty good. Um, and like I mentioned, it's, all, it's pretty good all around. I can't see any slop or any overspray or anything like that at all. Man, this old dude is totally ripped, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe take some sort of uh, uh, dinosaur tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, color choices are keeping up with the vintage uh, figure. Not that anyone's ever seen it apart from a picture, but it looks pretty close and spot on. Um, now, going on to articulation, I can count 21 points, which is the standard uh, Master of the Universe classics um, articulation. Once again, the hinge is blocked, uh, sorry, the ab crunch is blocked because of the outer tunic, so you can't really get him into any sort of extended poses. You can remove the tunic altogether, but it's uh, not really worth it. It's just a plain uh, painted brown sort of torso underneath. Um, now, as for playability, um, my son's taken a shine to him for some reason. I don't know why, but he likes playing with him. I told him he's a wizard and he's into wizards and dragons and that kind of thing at the moment, so... He really has taken a shine to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> as for playability and posability, for a seven-year-old, he gets two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Now, the accessories. Um, it comes with a staff, which is pretty good. It's old and withered once again. It has uh, it has knots and, and viney bits in it. Um, that is a good replica of a sort of like a, a old piece of uh, timber has a diamond that is attached to the to the top of it as well. Now, Eldor also comes with his Book of Living Spells, I believe it is. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, there's nothing written on the inside. Uh, we have the outer the outer shell, the outer, uh, sorry, cover of the book, which has He-Man's Iron Cross on one side and um, Hero's um, H on the other side. So who knows what mystical um, secrets and 
and spells lie within. <laughs> <laughs> so basically for a nothing character and nothing to to relay, you know, it's no previous sort of owning of this character, um, he scrubbed up pretty well. And for that reason, I'm going to have to give Eldor a 9 out of 10. Wow, 9 out of 10. Very 9 nice. out of 10. I have no faults. There's no paint that's bad. It's it's a very good figure for what it is. Very yeah? nice. So, in terms of, you know, with um, characters like He-Man, Skeletor, Ram Man being 10 out of 10 wants, where does this guy, from the sounds of it, what you were saying, he, he ranks pretty low on the, I had no idea this guy even existed. Mm. I think for the hardcore fans, uh, they, they have a fair idea who Eldor was because they've seen the proto shot over the years. And there was, there, I think in it, in Italy, there was some dinosaurs released for the Powers of Grayskull line that were going to come out after the initial run of He-Man, but I think for hardcore collector, he's, he's right up there as a as a sort of very important character yeah. um, for general for, for the general public <laughs> who aren't the hardcore fans. I'm not too sure they know who Eldor is at all. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Justin. And uh, that wraps up the first of our Toys of the Week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Anyone for special soup? Oh no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil foot flesh-o-matic torture machine! Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro-mutagen ooze? Well, I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again! And with their retro catapult, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine! Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmate! We're all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And uh, I think I pretty much know how this is going to go. <laughs> so, uh, oh, Adam, why don't you take it away? I bought the Lego Parisian restaurant set. Get out um, of town. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Wow. Um, Where'd you pick that up? Uh, <laughs> a Lego store in Vegas. Oh, so it was actually from a Lego store? Yeah. Oh, cool. How did the, the prices measure up? terms of, you know, exchange th- rates and all that sort of thing. I think I paid under 200 US and it, on the Lego store online it goes to 250 US. Um, so that's a win in the first place. And then you're talking about plus postage and whatever else. So it would probably be 280-odd Australian okay. mm. at retail, I reckon. Those things normally go close to 300. Yeah. Yeah. Retail Australia. Yeah, good stuff. Mm. All right. Mr. Justin, what'd you get? Uh, apart from the Master of the Universe um, sub, I noticed that the Lego minifigures Series 12 are out. So there's two ways with the Simpsons and the Lego movie characters. They're not really counted in normal continuation. Cool. So we're up to Series 12. And I got Space Miner, dude. It's a nice little thing on his shoulder is uh, the old Lego space symbol. Oh, yeah, uh, which was yeah. nice to see, and I also got the the Greek warrior woman. I'm not too sure. I haven't had a look online at what they're officially naming them, but I've only been picking one up at a time because they're at um, the local uh, supermarket now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I just grab them, and then I've actually picked up two of those warrior women. So that's uh, so your army building. Then. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when the kids aren't around. <laughs> so are you just sort of grabbing one of these as you head towards the, the supermarket checkout or are you, is there any fondling going on? Or? There's a little bit. They're in the actual small sort of toy section at the rear of the of the supermarket. So I did have a look. I did uh, fondle around, but uh, no, skills aren't what they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> at least you had skills once. Uh, yeah. was pretty much from the outset. So. Yes. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. All right, well, that leaves me, and uh, I picked up the Sideshow Thor Frog statue, which I'm going to talk about very soon, mm-hmm. uh, and I uh, pre-ordered Power Girl, which uh, was never in question. Cool. cool. Excellent. All right, gents, well, if no one has any other items to report, it's time to move on to the, uh, the second of this episode's Toy of the Week reviews. Morphine Power Rangers, this is Zordon. It's morphine time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons. It's your only hope. Karate action, Power Rangers. Use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Continue on with our Toys of the Week. Ben has our next installment. So over to you, good sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. I had a uh, great little gem show up this week. Um, I'm used to getting very big boxes from Sideshow, so I came home to a very small box, uh, and within was the Thorfrog statue from Sideshow Collectibles. And I don't know whether you would call this a premium format because uh, it's not mixed media. However, this little fellow was um, solicited with the new Sideshow Collectibles Thor premium format statue, the modern Thor. Um, For some reason, they solicited them both together. They had a bundle deal um, and Thor Frog has turned up and (laughs) Thor himself is, is still well on his way and probably, you know, three or four months away. I'm not really sure why they sold them as a bundle and then one turned up significantly ahead of the other. Um, look, these were solicited um, some time ago but have arrived uh, just now, so November 2014. Um, I'm just going to call it a statue instead of a premium format statue. Uh, it's just a plain old statue. This guy is limited to 1,500, um, which is an awful lot for a, a character that's not particularly well-known. I don't know whether people just decided to go for the bundle when Thor was um, put up for pre-order. Um, I got number 434, so uh, not a, a number of any consequence. Um, in terms of being a statue, he's uh, only a little fella, so, I mean, you know, he's a frog after all, and he's six inches tall, so about 15 centimetres. Um, he does actually set you back uh, $99 if you order him from Sideshow separately, um, but if you bundled him with Thor, you actually got $20 off, so that means it's around $79. Um, in terms of packaging, he comes in the usual sideshow statue box, so you get that sort of um, the, the brown shipper, then the inner cardboard box, um, and inside there's the split styrofoam trays. Um, what's quite nifty is the the outside of the styrofoam um, of the of the the packaging, the cardboard box um, it has some some pretty groovy kind of graphics. Um, instead of being just either a you know a picture of the statue or something like that, it's got this. I don't know, really kind of wacky graphics on it that almost sort of looks like, uh, you know, almost looks like a kiss cover kind of thing. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it's it's pretty neat. Um, Within, you'll find a very simple uh, split styrofoam tray, no multiple levels or anything like that. It's just um, two-piece 
foam tray um, and it's marked at the top, which is really nice. It's always nice to know which is the uh, the top, so that comes off quite easy. Um, a few extra bits and pieces to help protect him once he's in the foam tray, some sort of uh, you know tissue paper, that kind of thing, and then he comes out very nicely. So very, very correct, um, collector-friendly. Now, in terms of sculpt, uh, it's credited to a chap named Pablo uh, Vigiano. I hope I've done him justice. Um, and he has done a sensational job. Like This sculpt is just beautiful. It really is amazing. Um, it's uh, done a lot of credit to sort of Walt Simonson's creation. Um, I, I went into his origin in detail uh, way back when I did the Gentle Giant Thor Frog bust that they brought out. So... Uh, I won't go into it in, in too too much detail. This is um, from a story that Walt Simons did during his run on Thor when um, Thor is actually changed into a frog by Loki and he ends up hanging out with these frogs in Central Park and one of their, they're waging war against the rats of New York and long story short, one of the frogs gets a tiny sliver of Mjolnir and because he's worthy, he ends up possessing the power of Thor and becomes Throg. <laughs> his real name is Puddle Gulp, which isn't actually his real name because he was once human, and anyway, it's a long story. Um, so, you know, he's Thor Frog, so he, yeah, he's just that. He's a frog wearing Thor's classic outfit. Um, he's got Frog Yolnir, um, which is his version. Um, the sculpt is really fantastic. The good thing about it is they haven't actually gone sort of with a really comical approach. This actually looks like a frog, like the head um, looks very, very much like a frog, so... Um, They've done a sensational effort. Um, the um, wings on his helmet are actually quite small. They're actually very, very fine. Um, and I bumped one accidentally and found out it was actually made of rubber, uh, um, which is very cool. I don't know how they will age in, in the long term, but that was actually quite um, quite satisfying because they are incredibly delicate. Uh, the, uh, the cape is fantastic. It's got this sensational sort of flowing effect. Um, it is actually polystone like the rest of the statue. It's not actually a mixed media. So you have to be very, very careful because it's only sort of attached up at, um, at the back of his neck. Um, so all the usual stuff there. You've got sort of those traditional silver Kirby discs on his chest. He's got the, um, the wraps around his, his sort of boots. Um, you know, Frog the Olnir is, uh, is very nicely sculpted with the, um, you know, weathered. Um, I think what really also makes this uh, a really nice piece is normally Sideshow don't go out of their way too much with their bases. Um, I've criticised their X-Men premium format statues in the past for having some pretty dull bases, but this one really, really works. He's um, sitting on a, a bit of a, an upended log and there's some grass and moss and all that sort of thing going on. Um, some really nice weathering that sort of gives you some moisture. Uh, sort of effect to it so yeah it actually really works quite well um, the the eyes and the uh, particularly I don't know what the the under part of the neck is called with a, a frog I'm not really across my frog anatomy Frogology. yeah but um, um, that that actually all looks really quite good uh, but then moving on the paint is is also what really makes this like it is just sensational because what they've managed to do is they've done that sort of traditional painting with the cape where they do the you know the red and then they run some airbrushing over the top some sort of darker colors into the recesses and some highlights and so of course his cape looks sensational but it's in that beautiful sort of matte finish um the head of the hammer is done in a really weathered um sort of grays and, and silvers to really sort of bring out that that kind of metal stone look uh, and the rest of his costume is also quite matte in terms of the black and silver and things like that as is the base but to really 
bring this figure alive, the the actual frog himself, uh, who's done in sort of uh, assorted shades of green, um, is done in a gloss colour, and it just complements it so well. So when you actually hold him in hand, it's it's so much nicer than the pictures because um, he really does give you the impression that he's got that sort of wet appearance, um, not slimy, but just sort of wet, but also particularly on sort of the in, inner sides of his arms and under his neck, the way they've done the sort of the green um, and it, it sort of flows through through to that almost like a cream colour. Um, it, it's just glorious. Like whoever painted this uh, did a sensational effort. I'm really quite surprised it managed to come out of the factory with um, such sort of smooth detail. Um, eyes are really nicely done. They really pop quite well. Um, and then really, you know, there's a few more touches on things like the wristbands and the helmet. So um, really, this uh, is just beautifully executed. It really has come together quite nicely. Um, what else can I talk about? Because there's not a lot in terms of articulation. Um, we're talking zilch. Uh, this is a solid piece. He's not separate to the base. It's all one piece, as is the cape and everything else. Um, playability, posability, well, it's not a whole lot you can do. You can sort of move him around. Uh, accessories, no, not a lot going on there either. He's just a, uh, uh, you know, a frog on a log, basically. <laughs> one way We've to all say. been there. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right. Um, Look, you know, just the, the, the use of colours in this, you know, the, the gold in the eyes um, to bring them out is really quite fantastic. And I actually like this a lot better than I do the Gentle Giant one. Um, the, the Gentle Giant one, they had a bit more fun. Like this one, the way he's sort of poised on the log, you know, uh, sort of, um, I don't know, maybe he's keeping watch and ready to leap into action at short notice. He's um, just the way he's poised. I'm really quite impressed. Um, so I guess, you know, there's really not a lot else to say other than give him a dolly rating um normally i i could probably go 10 out of 10 for this as a, a piece on its own because it's just there's not even slop like i i actually forgot to mention that there's um no slop because i was just talking about how beautifully um done the, you know in terms of paint um but no there's there's actually not a lot of slop it's fantastic so normally i'd probably be looking at 10 out of 10 for this piece but I think even $79 is, um, it, you know, it's starting to get up there. That's a lot to pay for a, a, a small statue. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm probably going to dock a point for that. Um, everything else, I think, came out beautifully. Um, if I hadn't have got him with Thor, I'd have to pay, you know, $99. And I think I, you know, I think I got suckered. Uh, I think I just <coughs> I saw the bundle deal and I just thought, oh, you know, why not? You know, when you look at how much Thor is, what's another $79? Um so, yeah, I just think it's probably a, a little bit too much for what it is. So, I'm going to give this guy nine dollars out of ten. Oh, solid. Yeah. Maybe he's waiting for Thor to arrive in that pose. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. That's it. <laughs> but this is a character that keeps on giving as well, you know. People seem to really um, have, a, have a place in their heart for this, uh, for Throg. Yeah. He seems to pop up every so often in some sort of uh, solicitation or T-shirt or something like that. So, yeah, he's... Yeah. He's out there. And I think this is why everybody loves Walt Simons' run, mm. because while there were some, some epic, epic storylines that, that just, you know, had, had immense sort of battles and, and, you know, really put Thor, um, to the test and that sort of thing, every now and then they'd break that up with just something really fun and simple. And those fun and simple storylines also tend out to be some of the best. Yeah. Uh, and this is an example of that. And, and obviously, you know, fans and writers out there in particular have hung on to that because, um, you know, Throg is um, turning up in things like the Pet Avengers miniseries and, and things like that. So, you know, he's still around doing his thing. 
Yeah, I think it was in an episode of the um, the most recent Spider-Man, oh, uh, the cartoon, yeah, the one where um, Nova's in it as well. Oh, okay, cool. I think he popped up in that as well. Oh, I'll have to check that out then. Mm. Yes. All right, well, I think moving on, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this, bizarro world? Red card, it is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, and be they an unusual announcement, a complete fail action figure, or something worse. And handing out the penalty this week is me. And, uh, <laughs> you know how every now and then you just see something and you just go, I, I think there's stupidity on both sides. Uh, and, and I think it's going to sort of, I don't know, maybe they'll, they cancel each other out or they'll sort of, um, you know, grow exponentially and it'll turn into some sort of, um, stupidity supernova. Anyway, <laughs> apparently there is evil in Oklahoma. Uh, exorcisms on the rise or something like that. Anyway, um, look, there is a new toy out and about, uh, at your local, uh, well, you know, what would you call it? Um, dollar shop. Yeah, what are they actually called? The discount stores or something like that? Something like that. Yes, anyway, apparently some mother in, um, well, somewhere in, you know, in America has picked up a toy for her child and has become horrified when she's found out what the toy does. Now, what could be so horrible, you ask? Well, this is a, well, it's effectively just a magic wand, really. It's um, one of those things you'll find at a dollar store and it's called an evil stick. And this woman was horrified when she brought home the evil stick. Did I say that it was called an evil stick? Um, and gave that to her, her toddler. This is an evil stick. Um, and then when the toddler started playing with the evil stick, um, she was horrified to see what the evil stick actually does. Um, it's hard to s- just sort of explain without watching the YouTube clip. But anyway, it's a, it's a magic wand. And when you turn it on, there's a, a silver star, um, like a foil thing. And obviously it, um, there's some sort of electronic gizmo in it that makes it sort of flicker and shows a, a horrible picture. And in this horrible picture, there's this, well, it says a girl, but it's, uh, you know, I don't know, some sort of a, a witch. Yeah, some yeah. sort of a witch or a female or something, and she's cutting her own arm with a, with a knife. So it says here that she's slitting her wrists, but I'd say she's just cutting her arm. And of course, it flicks and it looks like it's an, a moving picture. But um, if you actually pull the little foil star off, you can actually see the image in, in its um, entirety. So of course, this woman was absolutely horrified, ran back to the store and said, "I can't believe you sell this sort of stuff. Um, you know, I bought this for my daughter, and you know, you're a bad, bad person." Um, and I, I just don't know where to start. Uh, I mean, you know, I think it was hilarious that the store owner went, lady, it's called an evil stick. Um, you know, how about you parent your own children because I'm not going <laughs> to stop selling it. Um, as opposed to the like the actual WTF of who actually makes this stuff. Mm. Well, he's not going to stop selling it now. <laughs> it's going to be a hot item at the store. As to who makes it, I have no idea. But, I mean, why... <laughs> Whose idea was it? Who was sitting around in, in an office going, okay, we need to come up with some new toys. Um, hey, I know, let's make a magic wand for girls. Now, admittedly, it does look attractive. Like, it's, it does look sort of girly and, you know, the, the way the packaging is done. Um, it's done in sort of cursive writing and, it, you know, it, 
Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. It does. It's a bit deceptive. It doesn't sort of look like a Halloween item that's all sort of ghastly or anything like that. It does have a bit of glitz and glamour to it. Mm. Um, so but there's a lot of process involved, isn't there? Like sourcing the photo, uh, printing the photo, <laughs> printing the photo, <laughs> putting the thing together. <laughs> yeah. No one says this is going to be sold to little girls. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe this is not a good idea. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, look, let's let's be realistic and say it's a shit toy. Like, it's, it's pretty crap. I don't know why you'd have it in the first place. But at the same time, lady, you know, parent your child. Seriously. Yeah. If, if you're going to buy your kid toys from a, a, a dollar store, you know, it, it comes with its own levels of risk. Um, really, if you're not even going to bother going to somewhere like Target or Toys R Us to buy your kid toys, you're going to get your kid toys from, you know, discount stores. Um, you're kind of asking for trouble. So, um, and I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you, you know, if you bought this for, for your daughter, Justin, wouldn't you kind of just check it out first and see exactly what it is before you handed it to them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Short well, I answer. Think, I think this is a, you, you need to pair it for me because, uh, I'm too lazy getting my spiced pumpkin latte from Starbucks next door. <laughs> Considering the timing of it, though, it's probably used just some kind of crap throwaway Halloween thing, though, right? Well, that's what I Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah, look, I, it cost a dollar, so you can imagine what the, yeah. the store owner probably paid for these pieces of crap. So, you know, look, it's a crap store selling a really crap toy to a really stupid parent. Um <laughs> I think it's just a, a, a supernova of stupidity going on here. Crap all around. Yeah. <laughs> so, stupid mom, stupid seller, stupid, you know, probably Chinese manufacturers, you're getting our red card of the week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming up after that, a well-deserved fail is our final toy of the week. From across the galaxy to battle the evil Decepticons comes the ultimate Autobot hero, Optimus Prime. Transforming from big rig into powerful robot, he's the greatest Autobot warrior of them all. With a hidden battle platform, twin rocket launchers for double the damage, and a light and sound power pack for real battle action. And when Optimus talks, the Decepticons will run for cover. Transformers! Transformers Generation 2. Optimus Prime is all you see here. And now we come to our final toy of the week. So, Adam, over to you. Thank you, thank you. So this week I decided to talk about something a bit different. I don't know if I've talked about a Lego set before, but here we go. I'm talking about a Lego set. So it's the Lego Parisian Restaurant. As I said earlier, um, I've only just picked this up. It's obviously made by Lego, and I think it was released in 2014. If not, it would have been late 2013, but it's a close run thing. Um, I got it for about 200 US from memory. Um, I'd have to go and check bank details and and receipts and whatnot to confirm that, but who really cares? Um, it's a fantastic set. So this is from the the High Street or whatever they're calling it nowadays um, set of buildings, which are all modular, so you can take the different floors off and it still functions as a as a house, and you can then put them back together. Um, this one has three floors. There's a ground floor, which is the main restaurant itself. There's an apartment in the next level up, and then the level above that is like a, a loft, attic, um, art studio kind of thing, as well as being the roof. Uh, so you get five minifigures. There's a couple having a romantic dinner. 
There's uh, another female figure from memory. Um, there's a chef and there's a waiter. There's also a rat, um, which <laughs> I goes... I wondered if that was a rat, so... Yeah, okay. that's a rat. He goes out the back with the dumpster and trash can. <laughs> um, the dumpster has, from memory, two bones, two hot dogs and two sets of purple berries. Um, I checked in a bunch of other stuff as well, just fun. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of really good detail that goes into this thing. So, I mean, and there's a lot of creative use of different bricks from what they've done in the past as well, not just um, creative in terms of different from what you've been a basic set. So I think in the past some of the the um, railings, things like stairs, haven't been done quite the same way as have been done here. Um They've got things like the the chain bits along the front to um, create like a chained off seating area outside. Uh, what are some of the other great bits? There's like a, a knife rack in the kitchen, um, including a rolling pin. Um, there's a fridge that has cheese and milk and things like that in it. So it's, it's really very clever and uh, well put together. Um, so if we talk about the things we normally talk about, um, the packaging, well, it's just a really big Lego box, so it's inconvenient to store. Um, the best way I've found for these kind of size boxes is you just open both ends out, flatten it out, and put it under a mattress or something. Do you think there's a, a reason why Lego have never really made an effort to be collector-friendly? I mean, I, I would have thought there'd, there'd be some sort of functional way that you could get the box open um, and, and get it all, you know. Surely people yeah. can dismantle and, and move house and things like that. I think they just don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it should just be, uh, well, because I guess it kind of goes a bit against the whole Lego, like the whole kind of Lego mentality, I think, of, you know, yeah, this is one thing you can build with it. Now go build something else. Yeah. So if I, if you take it all apart and put it back in the box and then whatever. But, um, I think the real issue that you, you have with the big sets anyway is for this, there's like three instruction books to go through. And the yeah. first one is, um, like all the bags are numbered, so but they're they're grouped into parts of a book or a whole book by itself. So all the bags numbered four, for example, are the roof. The bags numbered three are the second story, and bags numbered one and two are the the ground floor. But there's like four or five bags numbered one, four or five bags numbered two, three and four kind of thing. Yeah. So not that that means much as to why they're separating to smaller bags, but you have to then put them all back into, okay, these were all the parts from one. Um, and you'll get part of the way there by just dismantling it in floor level, but not quite. Um, but, yeah, in any case, it's it's never been a thing. But when they just come in openable plastic bags, I guess the only thing you can really do is make it like a Ziploc bag instead. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, so that's just the usual Lego box inconvenience. Um the style, yeah, it's a Lego box. So it's, you know, you've got the front picture of this is the big picture of the set and the back side is, oh, look, here are some of the details and whatever else. It's nothing overly exciting um, and, yeah, clearly not collector-friendly. Um, I won't talk about sculpt. Um, I think it's really more the design of it. Um, so as I said, there's a lot of really clever, interesting features and the detailing is immense. I mean, they've got um, curtains that are, like, draped curtains, They've got uh, the floors are all tiled and the, the downstairs. Um, you've got, you know, things like the the scalloped windows in the second story. Um, you've got a chimney. You've got a fold-out bed. 
um, that folds out from the wall. You've got a, a sofa that you build that's probably the fanciest Lego chair I've ever seen. Um, just ridiculous. I mean, so far, I think I said earlier, I've only done the ground floor on the, the second floor. We haven't done the, the top floor yet. Um, and I can just imagine that's going to be another crazy mess of bits and pieces. I mean, looking at the, the pictures on the box and, and online, you can see that it's got um, this funny clamshell and croissant um, detailing on the roof. So that just looks that just looks crazy in and of itself. I was actually wondering how many pieces that is because you sort of look at it and it, it does look like that traditional sort of architecture and I'm sort of looking at it going, yeah, the, you know, each one looks like it's still made up of a dozen pieces. Hmm. So, I mean, it's nearly 2,500 pieces all up. Um, the ground floor has probably got the most pieces. But then you also look at, um, I guess, the footprint of it, and there's a lot of a lot of the pieces are um, single squares and whatever else. So there's a lot of fine detail, in, particularly in the second story. Yeah. Um, I think the third floor has probably not got quite the same level of detail. Or number of pieces, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the, the, the picture they've got there, Adam, what's the, the little orange thing that's off the right-hand side? That is the one thing I would consider an accessory to the set, and that is a brick separator. Ah, oh, oh. Yeah. duh. Okay. Yeah, um, which is interesting because it's, I think, the first time I've seen that brick separator, they used to have a bigger grey one, yep. um, which I never found was particularly useful. I haven't really tried having to use this one, so I can't comment. Yeah. I tend to find a flat Swiss Army knife or pocket knife blade. Is about the best thing you can use because you can just kind of get it in the gap and fling things open without cutting yourself. Yeah. Hmm. When they put together sets like this, uh, are there any Easter eggs? Like you know, the the restaurant seems to be called Shea Albert. Is there? You know, I have. I've got no idea if that means anything to anyone. Okay. Um, What's on the menu? Uh, a lot of blank lines. <laughs> From memory, you can't actually read anything on it. Yeah. Licorice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, the, one of the things that's actually kind of interesting and strange is um, the floor just inside, I think it's either just inside or just in the outside bit of the restaurant on the ground floor, actually has Shay written in bricks, like just in a in a dodgy kind of bitmap fashion, but it's written there, and then you put stuff on top of it so you can't read it. <laughs> so that one was kind of a, yeah, it's nice, but if I can't read it and no one can see it, why is it there? Apart from I know it's there, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's a, a really clever set. Um, I've seen one or two people saying there's some, on the ground floor there's a window um, out the side, but it's on the side where you plug into another one of these sets if you're going to do it as a street. Um, so they're going to get a great view of probably someone else's backyard or directly onto a wall or something like that. So you probably want to be careful where you connect it up to. Um the other thing that I think is a bit interesting, but I think it's kind of at the same time a bit funny, is the rear window of the the restaurant looks directly over the dumpster, um, which to me is just funny because I, I find that entirely likely to happen. The way that restaurants and hotels that I've stayed out of set up sometimes. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's really good. Um, clearly there's a lot of playability. I think I said I've spent about five hours on it so far. It's probably another hour or so to go. Um, so that's, that's a good six odd hours of build. Um, and then if you ever wanted to change it around or play with it a bit more, there's plenty to do. Um, yeah. So 
think Donnie rating, I'd probably say it's not the best of them, um, but it's not the worst of these. They cost a lot, so that goes a little bit against them. It's probably about a about an eight out of ten. Mm. Excellent, excellent. Now I know Mrs. Westy um, is quite into the sort of the world of Lego. So in terms of um, you know fitting in with um, you know the pet store and stuff like that, does it, yep. um, does it does sort of you know sequence nicely into the other sets? I think it will. We don't have the pet store. We've got two of the shopping centre, yeah. and we've got uh, what else? Have we got. We've also got the cafe corner, or whatever it was. I think it's called. Yeah. And we've got another one as well, I think. So, yeah, we, we should actually be able to start putting together a bit of a street or a block now. All right. Very good. Well, that wraps up our third Toy of the Week. We're going to come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Ah, the father and son road trip. Just a little imagination and you're good to go. Desert highways, scenic vistas, overly active wildlife... Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Yes, when you build together, the possibilities are endless. So, gentlemen, hold on to your hats and start your Lego road trip today at buildtogether.com. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback uh, from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions or comments or suggestions on a future episode, then you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out and uh, I've got our first piece of feedback tonight and it comes from Fest 66 and uh, he said ouch you guys talking about pyramids of flesh and losing slivers of flesh really struck a nerve there uh, a pretty sensitive nerve let's not go there again guys um well, you know, I just wanted to throw out an apology to Fess. Uh, he's good people, but I think I've actually just done the wrong thing by mentioning it again. So <laughs> I probably need to also apologise for mentioning it again after he said don't mention it again. Um, this was uh, in reference to the banter from um, a few episodes ago where we were talking about assorted injuries that we had sustained, um, usually for stupid reasons. So, um, yeah, oh, I guess uh, I'll uh, apologise on, on behalf of all of us there, Fess. Indeed. So, huh. all right, and uh, Justin, you've got something. I do. Uh, is this from Facebook? Uh, it is indeed. Okay, so it's from that new thing called Facebook, and it's uh, Mike Cater. He writes, "Hey, enjoying this week's show. When will you go back to using my name? Is for name that I like to switch it up. Also, John, take a look at the pics and news from the latest Tamashi Nations event. There seems to be a new effects part. Two colors of dust cloud effects." Looks to be useful for Dragon Ball Z figures. Yeah. Actually, yeah. have we stopped using Name That? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, I thought it was the one that was, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have to follow it up with John. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and those those new, um, those new effect parts are, are fantastic. I've actually ordered the Flame uh, effects, and they're on their way from Amazon. Um, I got the, uh, the red ones and the blue ones. I would think those blue ones would be excellent for use with like an Aquaman figure or something. Yeah, I was thinking of eventually I wanted to get around and doing a, a custom um, Namor because the Marvel Legends one's a bit sort of yeah. you know, as your father kind of thing. And, of course, you know, the red ones, there's any number of characters that you could um, you could use those with. So, yeah, I'll, I'll check them out and I, I might even review them on a future cool. episode. So, oh. Yes, all right, gents, that brings us to the end. Sure, oh, sweet. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Excellent. Well, Thanks for your company, lads, and uh, let's do this again sometime soon, maybe a week or so. Okay. 
All right. Good night, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Good night, Argentina. Good night, Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> All righty. See you later. See you. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 